Hello, everyone, and welcome to Epic Loot Radio. We got a special guest, ACG, uh, coming on board to talk about the state of YouTube gaming and so much, so much more. In fact, if you guys caught the pre-show, if you're listening to the MP3 of this live, we're talking about Cyberpunk 2077. So maybe that'll come back up again. Uh, Carrick also always seems to recommend some amazing games to me, keeping me always on my toes, especially as to what's to play. So we got a lot to talk about. I want to open with the state of YouTube, and then I want to eventually get to, uh, you know, the kind of your game of the year watch, like what you've played this year, what's your top three, bottom three, you know, looking at 2022. Obviously, we're looking already at a state of delay, uh, many games kind of shifting already out of the fall, as to be expected. And I'm wondering if we're going to see another like February mind meld of crazy awesome and, and chaotic goodness you know like we talked about that actually recently on your podcast where most of the stuff they kind of blew their load in uh in february and then everything's been kind of chill for a little while yeah. so um first things first man you have like you apparently making 18 plus content like that's all i see youtube yeah. hitting you for yeah. uh, somebody Karen, said it was the beard it must have been like the beard, the furry community, the beard, the beardy lovey community, because yeah, dude, everything's getting like adult rated on my channel. For it's reviews. Like that's the thing. Yeah, like, reviews, podcasts, uh video news video one time. By the way, ignore the green screen around my head, people. I'm I'm in a different office right now. But um, yeah, I dude, everything. It's ridiculous. That and they don't tell you what's 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 weird is they'll give you an email but these emails will especially if you use gmail like me sometimes they'll get like locked up one oh, yeah. two three four five right yeah so i'll see them but what'll happen is they'll pop back in and if it's from the exact same sender it'll go under and so i admittedly on in, in my fault there were three or four i missed that they had done but then there were a lot that they there i, I searched all my emails and there was no there was no indicator that it happened and they went to 18 plus and um i fought them and they supposedly checked them in less seconds than it would have taken to watch one of the videos. So mm -hmm. I, I claimed nine ref re refusals. I was like, nine of these aren't real for sure. And within less than like three minutes, and some of these videos are two hours, less than three minutes, they had said, no, it's for sure adult content. So I was mm -hmm. like, okay, there's nothing I can do. Um, you know, I have a big patron, which is nice. Yeah. Um, and I do a lot of stuff for the patrons in the Discord. We do D&D &D games. We do streaming. We do all kinds of stuff. So that's been the only helper because I have a feeling it won't be too long. Either I'll get demonetized or especially because I'm so vocal on Twitter. And I've seen other people be vocal against other creators on Twitter. You know, there was stuff mm -hmm. going back and forth, that kind of stuff. But I'm, I mean, admittedly, I will just say on Twitter to YouTube, I'll be like, no, you're lying about this. Like if for, this for sure happens, like there's, we have, we have the backing information for it. For example, the 18 plus videos, we uploaded them to another channel that was monetized. They never got claimed. Mm -hmm. My friend, uh, chaos Only prime, like he's been going through a nightmare with, uh, with YouTube. They like said his account doesn't exist. Uh, he's been trying and going through all this back and forth with team YouTube and tickets, etc. The thing that finally fixed it was legal action. He had a lawyer draw up. A document sent it over and all of a sudden it was everything fixed. was fixed. right the uh the, the, i think it, there was a there's a creator that was uh i man danny gonzalez and he says that one of the things he just likes to say whenever like problems kind of like pop up is i'm gonna explore my legal options <laughs> let me yeah. just explore my my legal options here and how that all of a sudden that that gets a lot of the shenanigans kind of out of the way but yeah i've been noticing uh, like from your twitter that's where i was like holy crap that, that's got to be stressful that's got to be stressful in yeah, terms stressful of like because you also don't know and it might be um some of your i don't have a lot of golden content some of the long trail content because i do a lot of reviews 
So admittedly, somebody's probably not looking for Spark Up from 2014. How is this indie game? They're probably right. not. It's not getting a lot of footage. But some of the podcasts were, and some of these podcasts were really clean because they had developers on. Mm-hmm. And um, they were still being, and, and those would still get views. Like if, like for example, Vermintide, Vermintide 2's, you know, came up. So Vermintide 1 podcast shot up because people didn't know I had done a podcast with them. And they're good friends of mine. So it's like all these developers were come and they would all be claimed. They're all claimed. And like, it's ridiculous. And I'll go through it. I, I use voice recognition technology. We have people, I pay um, people in our Discord to listen to them. I'll pay them an hourly wage and I'll be like, I need you to listen to this. I need you to mark every single time anything ass damn, you know, mm-hmm. is said. Those are like your tier one cuss words. Yeah. <laughs> when it was said, I need to know the exact time frame it was said. And then when you get higher, I need to know those. And then if you find something that's very easily trackable as a suggestive sexual joke from me, I need to know. Now those never get hit. I'll talk about Peter North and some creepy stuff, like mm-hmm. some really dark, some really like innuendo in there. They never get claimed. Um, it's ones that have nothing that do. It's ridiculous. And uh, it's YouTube, though. I mean, that's the thing is like it's all algorithm now. It's all AI. It's mm-hmm. all um, looking at the past because I did cuss and I do still cuss. But, uh, you know, maybe I cussed more in a small period of time. So you never quite you're never gonna know and like you just said somebody says legal and maybe it gets fixed but the problem is is that youtube's uh, ai is technically black box meaning that right they don't doesn't, you're not gonna open they don't it up know and figure the, it out yeah there's yeah. no csr who can and i know that for a fact and this this person who maybe will watch the this podcast can say their name if they want but somebody contacted me who's a very big youtuber they're very nice they contact me and they're like hey i want to walk you through some stuff and as we did, he was explaining to me that he had proven to his YouTube manager something that the YouTube manager was putting their foot down saying, this is not possible. What you're saying is not possible. He's like, not only do I know it's possible, we've tracked it. And here is like do- pages of documentation. Mm-hmm. And the people at YouTube were like, oh, like there's no, I mean, it was their systems that were doing So it was like, it wasn't the YouTuber yeah. doing it. It was their systems yeah. doing it. It was like. Oh, I see. So even the YouTube managers that you deal with as a YouTube, if you have one, um, they don't have any extra. Really, all they can do is just say, "Okay, we'll give them another chance Mm -hmm. or what have you. But even then, from what I've been told, they only have a very limited amount of times they can do that. And I don't know if this is true, but I did hear that Google doesn't necessarily look kindly on giving chances multiple times. So like as a manager of channels, you may not want to give multiple channels multiple chances because it may impact you at mm-hmm. the company. You know, like how well, often do you let this happen? Right. And you think about, you know, when you start to think about the reason why, like you, they want to have a concept of trusting the system and being able to yeah. like, yeah, the algorithm is the algorithm, guys. Like that's the way it is. That's why when it comes down to content creation, like for people, you know, no judgment for those who make that their full-time career. Like, you know, my, my friend, Chris, that's what he does. He's a full-time content creator. I'm like, there's no way. Like, I just don't, I don't trust AI that, that much. Like in yeah. that regards, like, oh man, I would, I would be so stressed out all of a sudden. Like, that's because... why I do have the patron. Yeah. And, yeah. You have to have I don't push it as much as I probably should. And I don't do a lot of like big videos about patron. Mm-hmm. I think I've done four in the entire time I've had the channel. One where I said, this is, we're in trouble. There's an issue. Another one where there was the issue where I got demonetized last time. Yeah. Cause I've been, this is, this will be my fourth time. Yeah. So I've made a video for each time it's happened. Now that I think about it, total biscuit helped me when he was alive. 
God bless him. He reached out to me and he helped me uh, with the second time, which was, and even he was like, I have no clue. I've watched yeah. all your stuff. I have, what is happening? And his, his uh, manager, I guess you'd call him, did help me out. But I don't really do that. But you, you have to have a Discord or, or in or a patron, sorry, um, or something to back up. Yeah, because you have to have something. YouTube is most likely it's not going to get better. No, right? It's and they're filtering. I think down to a part to where they know they can. For example, thumbs down. We know that was. I mean, I know, I know that was big companies because I do have friends who work at like the larger movie companies and you know, or even watchers, mm -hmm. and they'll be like, no, the big companies didn't want a movie getting downvoted. They right. did not want a movie trailer getting downvoted. So they just tell YouTube, hey, man, like, we're not going to post it on yours. We're going to post it on Twitch as an ad, or we're going to post it here and there. But until YouTube is like, okay, downvotes. And remember when YouTube lied about this? YouTube yeah. said, <laughs> yeah. we don't want to make you feel bad, so we're taking them away. But if you sign into your dashboard, the first thing the dashboard tells you is you suck. Yeah. If oh, your video is doing bad, it's in bright. It's it's like yeah. In I can pull letters. it up right now. I can pull it up yeah. right now. Like yeah. here's the your like to dislike video ratio. Is not doing good, and here is why you need to change. Yeah. It's like damn. I mean, they were caught red-handed on that one. Do you but. ever feel that like obviously that it's kind of like the left hand and the right hand don't know what they're doing, or it's kind of mom and dad getting divorced and they're just like fighting and they're saying that nothing's wrong? Because I often feel like the YouTube is like, don't stress out. We want you to take breaks. But we're going to like, now we want you to upload three shorts. Now we want you to do like this, these kind of videos. And it's like, no. I hear from creators. It's like, they're just getting fatigued and yeah. burnt I think out. I, I think that's a complete lie. And that's said, I do not believe in any way, shape or form that YouTube is out there worried about people's mentality. Mm -hmm. YouTube wants you to upload as much as possible. YouTube can still run ads yeah. and not pay you. We know that because multiple channels that aren't monetized have ads running. YouTube gets all that. Yeah. YouTube doesn't want to monetize you. Like in all honesty, YouTube would love for you to create unlimited content and for them to just work with them and the advertisers and not pay you anything. No, I don't believe it. I, and not because I think companies are bad. Their job is to get as much as they can mm -hmm. for as little as possible. And as a, as a consumer, whatever you buy, whatever you do, your job is to get as much as you can for the price that you're paying. And so I'm not like against it, but whenever they're like, oh, we just, we want to make sure blah, 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 what they're, that's pretty much what they need to say right now. Cause if they didn't say it, mm -hmm. they would be in dire straits. So to say it and even hire people come, you know, you'll hear a company go, we're going to hire a PR representative. And you're like, that costs 50 to 150 grand a year. Mm -hmm. They make that in a minute. And it, it sort of removes them from any worry. And they can say, oh, we're looking, we're looking into it. You know, <laughs> that's a good man. We're looking into it. We'll let you know if we find it. Dude, I worked, I set up call centers all my life. I can tell you, I, I had written those FAQs before where mm -hmm. it's like, we're looking, we're, we're looking into it. Like, sure you are. So when it comes down to uh, the current state of YouTube though, like, you know, there's a million people willing to, to obviously then jump in. So as soon as, yeah. soon as a creator burns out, it's like, there's a thousand people more than willing to kind of take their place on that. On Everybody that can be replaced. Yeah. So how do you then like look at your future with YouTube and especially with video game reviews, like to really kind of bring this into the gaming YouTube space beyond the YouTube YouTube space, because YouTube is like just many different things, but within the gaming space, where do you see the current state of uh, the video game review, its value within kind of the, I guess, economy, for lack of a better word? And where do you see that evolving to or devolving to in the next five years? 
Um, I think a lot of people call their reviews reviews and they're really opinion people. They're vlogs. Yeah. And so um, I think you'll probably, I've even talked to YouTubers who are like, I don't want to do a score as much anymore because somebody will hold me to that score. They're going to mm -hmm. hold me to an 8.5. Well, so I'm just going to say. They'll compare it oh, to other 8.5s or 9s. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and hey, admittedly, you that's how humans work. Yeah. But at the same time, so there's a, a desire. I like putting my foot down. I like putting my foot. I don't know any other. I've always have since I was a little kid. It's like, no, this is for sure worth my money. And mm -hmm. I buy the games. So I know if it's worth even like with Last of Us, I bought a I bought a code. You know, it's like or a, a, the amount of money and I'll give it away to somebody because I know that there's a psychological component to spending money on a game review. So that will probably always be there. Uh, I think vlogs are becoming more popular. Podcasts for a while were it. Podcasts have died out. Mm -hmm. So for a long time podcast, you would see every channel creating a podcast and they would talk about games. And what happened was they're too long form. Yeah. And so people sort of went back to reviews. You still have podcasts, but they're you if you've noticed back in the one up days, one up yours, one of my favorite podcasts oh, of yeah. all time. G4, I watched stuff with Adam Sessler and all these people. I saw them sort of alter. You saw podcasts and you were like, oh my God, every big, every big group's got a podcast. And then after a while, you're just like, okay, I don't have 40 hours in a day. I have four. And if two podcasts are two hours, then I can't subscribe to all these others. Mm -hmm. So you, you'll have an audience for every single person. And just because a YouTuber can be replaced doesn't mean a new consumer isn't also coming into YouTube to watch. Mm -hmm. So I'm not too worried about that. I'll do, you know, my patron, if they uh, were to demonetize me, I would simply push more. Like, I think Jim Sterling doesn't get, I think, you know, he was huge already, but I'm pretty sure he doesn't have any ads on his videos. And he's just like, you know, it's all, it's all patron. And some patrons would support me and some wouldn't. I wouldn't die. I would probably still do it. I would probably still do it for free because I like putting my foot down. Yeah. And I do think it's actually worthwhile. I don't know about you, but $60 to me, and if they raise them to 80 or 100 it's always about what it's worth. But to me, ha knowing that somebody played it and it's like, here's some stuff you may like, here's some stuff you may not like, is probably going to be valid forever. There's really no time where I see that not being valid. Platform may change. You, know? you think uh, live streaming is having more of an impact on kind of the style of review? Um, no, but I do think that it's fucked up the algorithm. Excuse my language. So <laughs> I, don't I, I don't think a lot of people realized what happened. You heard a lot of people say uh, the Twitch streamers that come to YouTube don't affect YouTube. That's dramatically incorrect. What happens is they extend the watch time. So your video, your review is compared against a stream's watch time mm -hmm. now. And those long streams, it would take many weeks for somebody to make a documentary about the World War II for a two-hour video, let's say. Yeah. But it takes big-time people um, 30 seconds to turn on stream, and they're paid by YouTube to come and stream. So they're they're reinforced in three, four, or five different ways. Oh, dude, they are set. Zero. Right. Because yeah. I don't do sponsors at all. So there's yeah. no, I don't get any sponsor money. I buy every game. These guys are paid, plus they get all the free stuff. Plus, And by the way, I'm not saying one's better psychology-wise. I like buying the games. Um, so though that changed the algorithm. Also, February changed the algorithm. So what people don't understand about how February worked and the reason why I continually was like pushing, nobody's going to listen to me, but I was on Twitter saying, I wish somebody would delay a game. The reason why is that what I knew was going to happen, and it did happen. February became really popular, meaning all your videos that are doing good are considered viral on your channel. Mm -hmm. So what that meant was if you did spectacularly well in February and then March, I uploaded a podcast, which did spectacularly poorly. 
then they would think that the channel was a viral, that was viral videos for February. And so what happens is very quickly, the drop off for views, because it wasn't a review, there's nothing big to review. So I was getting these massive million hit reviews and then nothing besides like 200 people watching a stream and yeah. then another 26,000 watching the video. Um, and so February, if they had had one of those games move March, April, maybe, you know, maybe in the June timeframe, mm -hmm. yeah. um, you would also have had advertisers come in. So the advertisers pulled back in fe after February. So did the games. So did our videos. And I'm going to tell you, you could post anything on Elden Ring and do okay mm -hmm. when, in February. You That's just the way it was. And a lot of people I know, they were getting dramatically lower views, even lower than normal. And that's because YouTube's algorithm was looking and saying those must have been that February for all these people was viral. Because one of the problems is, is it really doesn't know if you're gaming. Con it knows that you're gaming content, but it doesn't necessarily know how you're going up against everybody else. Why do we know this? Because the recommended is never right. If you look at your YouTube recommendations, I bet you it's not right. Like yeah. mine right now has chess. And I can't tell you the last time I watched. It's all chess, by the way. No video game. The uh, content, uh, my my uh, my algorithm, because it's always kind of interesting. We talk about the algorithm, but it's also very personal in that regards to a degree. Like I hadn't seen gaming content. I hadn't seen one of your videos recommended. I hadn't seen anything recommended. That's another thing. My stuff in does a not get long time. No, meaning like no. I would look in and it was all about the economy, the fall of China, uh, mm -hmm. you know, things and things that like to the to its credit. I watched, you know, I was like, interesting that or it was comic book stuff. And I was just like, all right, I, I, I'm just, I would have to go and search. So I had to make a list of people that I knew that uploaded regularly that I was like interested in it. I had to go search their name after or go check my subscriber tab. I actually ended up in uh, after February having to go to the subscriber tab more often than not. Just yeah. so I was like, Hey, have they uploaded anything yet today or this week? I want to check out. Uh, I, and the other, other way that I was actually getting gaming videos where uh, people were recommending them. And this is actually kind of the next question that i have for you we kind of talked about this briefly when i was on your podcast uh re reaction like reaction content seemed to be like and i don't know if it still is but just this insane meta to where when i analyzed the data i was able to have a couple of my videos reacted to by asmin i had done some reaction content and making reaction content was like a thousand times better for me as a content creator than actually having one of the world's biggest reactors react to my content. It actually just sucked the life out of that video. You talk about, right. you know, a viral they video. Were, they oh. were watching that video uh, 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 and not yours, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then people were like, oh, I saw that they reacted to, Asmin reacted to it. I'm going to go watch the reaction video. Now, right. I was talking with Josh Strife Hayes about this, another content creator, and he came up with a plan. I think actually seems to work well for him. You just react back. You react to the reaction and you just let of that course. you let that mm -hmm. thing just run out into the point where in and of itself reaction content's a meme but for everybody who says they're frustrated about it it's like the mat like those are words the numbers show that it's like dominating have you felt reaction content have you been reacted to have you what did you think about that that random meta that seemed to pop up this summer I mean, I did, and we we did talk about it. I do see it pop up. Um, I watch Josh's stuff on some MMOs that like I've liked or whatever. But Josh also has very clickbaity. You know, this is the worst. Blah blah blah. Yeah, Not yeah. saying that's bad. I'm saying he has other yeah. things that also work. Where to be honest, I have some pretty dry thumbnails. Occasionally, I'll think I'm gonna put a, a chick on this thumbnail, and I'll be like, Nah, I have these weird like, these weird restrictions that I yeah. know do restrict me. 
as in I, I take full responsibility that some things I wouldn't want to do, but I watch a lot of stuff and I've seen back and forth reactions and they do work. I think reactions work, but I think what happens is we're starting to see such an influx of creators um, creating videos that if you do that, the algorithm is starting to really identify everything in these weird segments. And so if I did that, then the reviews will get less. And if I do news, the reviews will get less. If I do just yeah. reviews, they're fine because I'm known for reviews. There's this very odd and you could do another channel. Yeah. But like you said, it does take a lot of work. And then for somebody like me, it's like, well, I don't want to say, hey, everybody who's here, go to this other channel to check this one very distinct thing that's different about me versus just saying, you know what, I'm going to screw up the channel. I was screwing up the channel last year mm -hmm. and being fine with it because the algorithm that happened in March of this year was the big problem. Last year, I noticed some weird trends, but I wasn't too worried about them But because I, I track everything yeah. like on a spreadsheet that's, I mean, it's got to be 6,000 pages now. I track every single thing that occurs and I don't really look at it too much. I just, when I notice something, I'll go because I don't want to look at it too much. Right. Yeah. And um, I, I, dude, it's just, it's become such a thing that if I did reactions, I'd be worried that people would expect that. And then have I been reacted to? Yeah, you'll have somebody be like, oh, I don't like his review. But what's funny about that is most of what I do, I cover. I'll say, here's a bug. If somebody wants to say you didn't have that bug, then I'd just be like, fuck you, man. <laughs> like, what are you talking about? Like, that's just asinine. That's yeah. ridiculous. That's what bugs are. If they weren't bugs randomly, they would be features. That's right. not how it works. Yeah. So to me, um, I don't get too many because I don't think there's really a big reason to react um, to reviews. There's, I've said stuff in podcasts, but people react in the comments. And then admit, I admit, you know, if somebody's a jerk in the comments or they didn't listen, I'll be like, listen, dude, at least have the damned respect to understand what we were saying. But then somebody will bring something really smart up. For example, we were doing podcasts for a long time. And to be honest, it was four dudes. I'm the only creator. And I did that on purpose. I don't want a channel where we're all creators. It makes no sense. Right. It's just like, it's not even real popularity. I don't like it. I don't, it, I don't watch those. Even. You don't I necessarily get a, a realistic look too. Cause like here, right. like you, you get uh, two creators There's into a, a room and algorithms and all this stuff comes up. Yeah. Like all of a sudden it's yeah. like, it, it becomes, there's also, and people, some people find inside baseball interesting. Some people don't they just want to have a, a perspective from a, a wide range of people and that's one of the things i talk about in terms of or at least i think a lot on is that one of the things i feel gives me a unique both advantage and disadvantage is that the advantage is, is that i've got kids i don't do this full time i like making videos i go to work and i spend time with my family and then when I play games, I enjoy them and I talk about that. And the disadvantage is that I'll never be first, especially in these games. I will not be the first to finish the yeah, raid. It would, be, it would be hard to be at a, it will yeah. be, it would be, it'd be cruel. Like, you know, to like, to the things that I also value in life. And so there's that, the advantage is, is that I have a voice that I feel is fairly unique in the space because when I sit down to talk with people who, oh, you play 40 hours of video games a week and you've cleared all the hardest content and you did it first, et cetera, et cetera. Cool. You know, I'll get there. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm only able to do two hours a day. Right. Yeah, and, dude. Yeah. I, I mean, I teach martial arts on the side, do boxing. Um, I, nice. I teach a school here nearby. There's a lot of stuff outside. I barely sleep. I mean, I've always been that way. And what I don't want to do is create all day. And that right. can happen. And it has happened. I've had to have yeah. other, I think even, it wasn't Angry Joe. It might have been Other Joe. Somebody one time I was talking on, on Twitter, I think, 
DMs and they're like, dude, you're always posting videos. And I don't think they were being, they weren't being rude. Right. They were like, what the hell? And then I started, and then I talked to Total Biss about it. He's like, dude, seriously? And I was, I was like, well, I barely sleep. And he was like, yeah, but maybe a little bit of that, you know, should go somewhere else. And I was already doing other stuff. I was already burning. I burned the candle both ends and in the center. But You're very much like you and me. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I have never fallen off of my like of games and my yeah. desire to learn. So like right now I'm taking two master classes from the masterclass website. I love that website. I'm always taking at least one class from there. Mm -hmm. I'm always learning, always watching GDC. I, I think I pretty much have a limitless love for games. Hopefully. Yeah. It hasn't run out yet. Even on a bad game, like recently, where you're like, dude, this game is pretty trash, like Saints Row. Um, at I've least heard for me. So and many people just I, dogging on that one. Dude, and I I never fell out I, I mean, I never fell out of love. I didn't even fall out of love for that game. I was like, yeah, the game's not worth it. But I'll tell you what, there were some fun moments. Game really has to be bad for me to give a never touch, because that means zero money. Yeah, that means that's a low score, man. And I don't want to be like a lot of channels where five is the average. Like it do that doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Five should be five is pretty bad. Yeah, like on a one to ten scale. Right. Um. So I'm always watching that. But what I was gonna say real quick about the mistake that we made, we made a mistake yeah, yeah. on the podcast with these four guys, me as the creator and them not. We started just sitting back and talking, and one of the guys who was watching, a very good long term patron, was like, "Listen, um, you guys could have searched on a web browser." in two seconds and had the proper data but instead we were doing the back and forth mm -hmm. and i was like oh shit, that's correct like we could have been right but we weren't we wasted 20 30 minutes of being wrong yeah because and so and that was a that was one of those times when the feedback we talked about this prior to the podcast starting when the feedback was correct and when it was a realistic switch you should make and i was mm -hmm. like oh man you know you're right now we pulled the podcast off youtube um, because it was devastating the channel. Yeah. But at the same time, Anchor and iTunes and Spotify have been glorious. They make barely any money. I pay the podcasters to come on, so I'm losing money already. Mm -hmm. But they don't impact the views, and there's not a lot of negative feedback. Yeah. People don't have enough time to find different ways to tell you you suck. Well, there's, it's a whole different piece, and you're it's right. It's a whole like, different. It's yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's actually very cool. I've always seen uh, podcasting as a loss leader in terms of like when you think very of it much. from a business perspective. There's the cost there. Like I spend, I what I did work with an editor because I ended up getting like a Facebook deal that allowed me to do a lot more for a little bit. Um, you know, but I was like, all right, <laughs> and then they were like. And we're done. Like Facebook's doing whatever it's doing. So they they yeah. they dipped out. I was never expecting it to be long term. So I was like, okay. So I was able to do some stuff with an editor, helping with clips, looking and analyzing it. And it was like with the editor and the cost and all of it, it's like, oh my gosh, this is just it's too expensive to justify. In fact, people were like, Hey, we'd like it if you still keep clipping down the podcast. And it's like, I would like to get to there. But like, like you have a Patreon, like, you know, it's like when I look at just the, the mathematics and the amount of time behind it, I might make a couple shorts out of these videos. Like that's, that's at best that I can do well, uh, with the time. But like, it cost me, like, I think right now, roughly with hosting and all that around $500 a year is what a podcasting costs, not counting the time, you know, and I've yeah. even, I've even uh, like never, no one's ever accepted it, but I've often, you know, like my, my theory is just ask to try and so I'll, I ask just giant ass creators and, and people I'm like yo it's like they got a public email and it's like you know to the point where i'm like yeah, all right yeah, you know there's the time there and trying to you know always try to line up interesting shows but yeah what were you gonna say um i can't remember <laughs> I, I mean it, it the thing is is i oh i was just gonna say 
um, this is the third month in the last 12 months I've lost money as in been negative in my bank account or oh, in my yeah. YouTube account because I do buy the games. I buy hardware. I review, mm -hmm. um, I make stuff for patrons. I give them shirts, you know, like, um, cause I'm actually a believer that even if the channel stops, there might be somebody out there with an ACG shirt on. And I find that pretty yeah, like, awesome in a way. And, uh, there was an Xbox video last year where they were in Mexico and there were a bunch of people with ACG shirts. And I don't know if it was on purpose, I have no clue how it happened, yeah. but it was the greatest. I was just like, that is amazing. And Phil Spencer's talking and behind him are like three people pointing. And I was just like, oh my God, that is so sweet. So I'll spend a lot, but this is the first time since I started where I lost money in a month. Yeah. And this... it was crazy to look at it and go, oh, so I'm going to have to change some things. Yeah. Like, since, oh. since March, like, just like you different scale right you know like so it's like when we when i look at and the amazing sixty thousand people you're here uh the first time you were on i, I don't i remember I maybe had a thousand people so it's been it's been a little while we've had some success but it's like when uh looking just at those numbers it's like yeah like after like march and stuff like that it was just like i felt like it was like 80 percent. like everything was down everything was down yeah. i think that march uh algorithm that you were talking about i've seen a shift obviously into into shorts which uh, yeah. like that is uh, like, are you, uh, are you playing the shorts game? Have you got yeah, any so feedback I've on been that? doing, uh, you know, I've been taking the hit on reviews on purpose. So the last five reviews I did, I did a short at the exact same moment. Mm -hmm. uh, and just to see what happened. Here's the weird thing about shorts, dude, I make no money, yeah. but I do get some subscribers. Right. So I was looking at it going, that's interesting. Cause like, let's say a news video might take six hours to edit. Hey, I pay, um, I have a discord. Well, he's a friend of mine, Abzi. He's on the podcast too. He's my editor. So I might pay him to edit it, uh, you know, upload the footage, all that kind of stuff. Or I do a short, which is one minute of me joking around and saying the review score. Mm -hmm. And I'll end up getting more subs from that than a news video. And I've been like, huh, interesting. But I don't like shorts as much. They're ugly. Mm -hmm. uh, they look nasty on your channel. If you go to the channel and look at your pe profile page and you I see hate, the I shorts. I want them like hidden. Just I want put, them like... gone. I want them or thumbnails. You know, something needs yeah. to happen. Right now, like I'm just like pulling it up and I'm not showing it off to the, the, the people watching the video form. The uh, Yeah, it's like shorts and stuff. Like it's under videos. Like just move it into its own tab because it's like that's actually how it is on mobile. So I have hope. And then when I go into analytics and under content, like you're right. Like when you start looking at shorts, it's like, it's uh you see in just terms of it like the majority of my views over the last month have been in shorts yeah it's a very but odd situation because i don't know if that pays off it doesn't at least it, it doesn't I, feel yeah. like it does and i even say go check the long form so here's a short form review it's like sup everybody i won't even do the opening i'll just yeah. be like this is acg here we go check out the long form in the description I don't know how those turn over. Um, yeah. They're fun to do. I have no issue with that. And my personal belief is try a little bit of everything because yeah. if they're fun to do, then that makes me want to do something versus that's the whole, that's the point. Cause I, yeah. I was listening to a couple of creators. I know one that causes a lot of drama was the quartering a lot of like any time. Cause I reacted to one of his videos cause he's just complaining about shorts. And I was like, react or die like i mean ad uh, adapt or die like that's yeah, they're like that is did, what it is nobody own we do not own this platform like you can right. be frustrated with it but if this is the game and this is the rules you know you kind of have and i was like whenever i talk about people getting into content creation it's like you got to be ready to, to to be flexible if you're rigid the the things are going to change on you and you're going to be you're going to feel like completely left uh, left out but i think that's why like you know people hitting the like button and people like hitting the the join button is so huge like i haven't gotten in the in the patreon route namely because it's like i think if i was going to go to the patreon route that's where i would do my stand-up comedy like i'm trying to think people keep asking me if i'm gonna 
post mic stand up on YouTube and I go, no, like it's, it's dark. It's dangerous stuff. Like I get a lot of really good laughs. I'm actually having a huge success with it, being invited into new clubs and to do new shows. But it's not like if you go to a comedy club, you expect comedy. And that's where the funny is. And I don't think it would translate well YouTube online. YouTube does not want the funny. Netflix is probably okay, but YouTube not so much. So yeah, right, Patreon yeah. is probably a good idea. They've only banned a couple people. They have banned some people that I lost um, over $2,200 on my Patreon in one day when they banned a gamer. I can't remember who it was, but they banned a patron banned somebody. And then patron also switched the fee to the to the to the person paying versus yeah. the pay and they didn't tell anybody yeah. and i lost Oof. about another thousand so um because i was doing quite well from a financial standpoint take 50 percent out for taxes mm. kind of stuff i was like yeah, okay yeah. i can do this um if youtube goes away and now it would be almost impossible but it, it, it those things affected me for no reason but patron still remains the best part because you can upload that stuff and somebody can take a patron video if they want, of course, and yeah. record their screen. But I think patron is a good place. Only fans is another place. And I have been contacted a couple times by influence managers who are like, we have people on, you know, and I've thought about it before because then I could say stuff, but I'm pretty, I say what I want to say anyway. So like, I mean, it's pretty dark. Some of the stuff we joke about, I'm pretty smart on what not to say, Yeah. but we joke about some dark stuff anyway. And now the podcast is on Spotify, which has no issues with that. Yeah. So if I do say good. something that's dark mm -hmm. or something that like maybe the world wouldn't want to hear right now, because I think people get polarized and think we all think one thing. And I'm, I'm very much a believer that like some of my best friends were bad people at one time and they're not anymore. So I'm not going to cancel them out of my life or whatever. If I find out they did yeah, something, yeah. I'm like, that person was jackass. Um, I, YouTube isn't for that. I don't well, think YouTube or Twitter are for that. They're, they're pretty pro not being that. Yeah. Well, cancel culture in and of itself is a, is, is a mess in, in and of itself. They try to rebrand to accountability culture. Um, but it's core. Like when you act, when you analyze it, it's not actually good for the people doing the canceling, or the person getting canceled. In fact, like I even joke about, you know, like, hey, all right, if, you know, cancel culture would be like, if y'all want to cancel me, that would be the best advertisement for my content yeah, right. than you can yeah. imagine, right? Because it's that, like, A, I'm not anti going... Anti-cancel culture would help you out. Right, because, right. like, yeah. ultimately, like, the, the fear, like the concern is, is that, and, and we see a, a part of this, especially like in Twitter and online, there is this sense that like you have to conform to the group thinking process. And if you don't, you're on the outside of it. But thankfully, I think there's enough people who are resistant to that, uh, to that actually mounts it up. And at some point, the irony would be like, it's like, you're going to, at some point we're all canceled and therefore like the person who <laughs> like you're on, you're back on the outside again. We're all over here having a good old, go, good old time. Um, and essentially like, it's interesting because it, it, these are things in within internet culture that are studied and understood. And now the advice that goes along with it is that if you're getting canceled, the, the key thing is to not apologize, which I think is very anti-human approach because if you came to me and you're like, Brian, that joke you made, it really didn't sit well with me. Um, you know, we'd sit down and say, like, I'm sorry, like, I'm not actively trying to offend you. That's never the goal. The goal is to try to get a laugh. And sometimes that means you go into offensive or, or potentially offensive material. And in that regards, like, that's the human response. But to apologize on the internet means they could say, so-and-so accuses Brian of this. He says he's sorry. The internet and the world just reads that and says, 
oh that guy's like evil he's he's this this monster and being that you're busy i'm busy the world's busy cancel culture mostly is is people quietly canceling there's very i think there's very little active people who are just like we got to get this guy um you know for internet points and then ultimately it shifts into like oh i don't i don't know what that's about i'm just gonna I'm just yeah. going to dip out. And that's end, ends up being kind of the thing. It's just, it's this. Yeah. Wild I'm definitely West. on the outside in that way because like, <laughs> I don't worry about what I say on Twitter. I don't, you know, I'll drop F bombs. I'll drop, if somebody's a jackass, I'll be a jack. And I've heard people be like, well, don't be a jackass. You, you attract more, you know, bees with honey. And I'm like, I'm not, a, I'm not trying to attract bees like at all. That's not what it is. Yeah. I create videos and on Twitter, if somebody's a jackass, I'll be a jackass back if I have the time. And yeah, if I have, the I have time. no, I have no real <laughs> issue with that. And I'm not, I'm not going to lose. I'm, I sort of do find it funny to honeypot sometimes try to piss off two groups so that they're both mad at you. I admit I have done that, yeah. but, at the, but overall it, 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 I don't take it too serious. And when it comes to like being on the outside, being on the inside, I've always felt that most people even realize where they are. That's the type of person who sees everybody running and says, I need to get in front of them so I can lead them. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, dude, that's the wrong logic. What do you? Just do your own thing. And I'm not really trying to lead anybody. It's just like, here's what I like. Here's the games I like. That's not some huge cultural goal. I mean, people take it really serious. I remember one time I said on, it might've been on YouTube. It might've been on Twitter. I was like, listen, you guys are arguing over fucking video game, man. There's wars. Like you guys are arguing (laughs) over, oh no, I said video game review. And there were other people who were on their Twitter going like, I can't believe so-and-so said that. And there were people backing them up because they were following them. And, and, and I, you know, I got, I got DM'd all this and I was like, listen, dude, that's just, that proves my point. Like if they're that verklempt over something I said, whatever, like that has nothing to do with me. Like they're, they're that tight over a video game review. Like what's going on in their life. If you turn off your monitor and you turn off your DMs and you walk outside and, you know, we joke about touching grass. It's not even just about that. It's about realizing that the little box in front of you, the window is filtered to be about you. Yeah. And so some creators who do get depressed, who do get slammed on, which I agree they do. And I see it, um, their focus, they, they just aren't realizing that that monitor it's directed right at them. Every single thing that they do is on purpose. So good or bad, it's, mm-hmm. they get that data and it always seems about them and that includes people who want to cancel other people yeah they think everything's about them for example if i said a joke at a stand-up club and somebody came to me and said i was offended i'd just be like i don't care what because <laughs> it was never i never tried like i right. i get that you say you'd sit down but you would say the same thing i would say you would just say it nicer you and you might waste the time but i'm like it's a comedy club and i'm not saying you would say horrible stuff right i'm just saying if it was like something dark or something stupid which uh, a lot of people pretend they don't say. I know a lot of people who pretend to be like on the up and up and then behind the scenes on DMs, they're just yeah. like, dude, I got to play the game. I think that, I, gotta... uh, I think ultimately that though is there, there's a ticking time bomb on that. Cause it's like Probably. The, the, the veneer breaks at some point. Cause you're just like, all right. Cause I get mad and, and you know, people. That's why know. I'm the way I am too though, Brian. It's easier. Because it's easier. <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, even in discord, uh, like if somebody's doing something I don't like, I'll be all, hey, I know you guys pay like to be here, but knock that shit. I'll just kick you out. Like I could live without your patron if you're going to be that way to other people. And we're all snooty. We all get snooty and I'll get snooty. Somebody gets snooty to me. I remember one time, one of the guys on the podcast, we were playing games in the discord stream and I, I, he was just on me. He's just on me, you know, and just like real life, like playing basketball with somebody. I was just like, dude, 
what the <laughs> like it just became this yeah and then about two yeah. minutes later we we're like so anyway you know i do think it's a little easier if you're a little bit more normal it's just it can be uncomfortable if you're you're not accepting that people may not like you because i think the veneer yeah. helps if you pretend to be something it helps because if somebody shoots at you you can you're be like, like yeah, it hits the shield of fakeness yeah admittedly i don't have too much of a, if any of a shield but it I just don't care. Like, I don't, it's just not that big of a, I care that I'm honest in a review mm -hmm. and I care that when I joke, I'm never joking about a person. I used to, I took, I took a couple developers just to task, you know, years ago. Mm -hmm. And after a while I was like, you know what? Singling out that person when I don't know what's going on. Like right. I went after Randy Pitchford a couple of times. Yeah. And then afterwards I was like, you know what? I don't know. Not that I'm saying what I said was even wrong, but I was like, is he the only one making all these decisions? No, because multiple people told them, multiple people know about the decisions. Yeah, There were other people who were yes men. So there are some things that I've like, this just doesn't pay off in the end. It just makes me sort of sound like an asshole if I do a video all about one person versus yeah. let's say a company. Which right. I would still Yeah, and the company obviously is, you know, like that's where it's interesting. I see a lot of people actually try to put like a personhood onto like a company like oh that company cares like <laughs> no 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 people <laughs> in, people within yeah. the company can care but exactly. a company does not have that capacity and it's exactly right yeah and exactly people right. like oh no the mission statement i was like the mission statement means nothing if they're not making money and if they're you know it's like it's all about what's got to pay somebody to write the mission statement if yeah. you ain't making money you don't even have the money to pay somebody to write it yeah 100 now as we get into kind of the final part of the podcast here um Let's talk about kind of our game of the year watch. Uh, like, obviously, there has been a massive rush in February. I felt like the summer was pretty lean, but a couple of really surprising games have come along my way that I am absolutely thrilled with so far. So I'd love to know what would be your kind of like your top three and your bottom three uh, games of the year this year. Like uh, any any real ones that you're just like, and it doesn't have to be like a never touch. Just like, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Call to the Lamb is probably one of my highest. Okay. It was weird. <laughs> but it was it was good. Elden Ring is good. Uh, I love Forbidden uh, Forbidden West, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, for bad ones, you know, Saints Row is man. Saints Row might have been the worst game I played that I remember. I always play crap games, but sometimes you don't create content for them, mm -hmm. or you bought them on the side, and you're so I would say Saints Row is pretty high in the bad section. Like Saints Row is really rough. I mean, yeah. that was like, that was a surprise, even though I saw it coming. It's like sometimes, you know, whenever you see a friend make a mistake and you're like watching them, you know, they'll, they'll pick up on it. They'll pick up on it. And then they still make the mistake. They try the three point shot against the defender that there's absolutely no chance they're going to make it. And you're like, okay. dude, why'd you do that? That's Saints Row. Saints Row just, <laughs> wow. It, actually, it was trying to field goal in basketball. Like yeah. that was on the a completely different court. So that would be my bad one. But yeah, Cult of the Lamb is awesome. What do you like about that was, it? Uh, just because it is quirky, different, and it kept me interested with unlocks all the time. Like mm -hmm. every single moment of that game, there's something new sort of being thrown at you. And it's sort of quirky looking. It's got some, I'm not religious, by the way, at all. Uh, but it does have some religious iconography that I felt was a little bit like um, the emo kid who goes to his first satanic, you know, hard rock concert, <laughs> like upside down crosses for really no reason. Where yeah. I was all that's I mean, you can put them in there, but even I know that I was like, that was an odd thing to put in your game for really no reason. But it was cult, you know, so they were trying to push that. I liked the game. I thought it was great. Um, Elden Ring is fantastic, but Elden Ring's launch will be brought up 
in my discussion for game of the year because Elden Ring's launch was particularly rough mm -hmm. where I would say Forbidden West was less so. Not that I'm saying Forbidden West is a better game. It's just when I get, I don't do a lot of game of the year, but I do like do like memory of the year, what have you. Yeah. And I could certainly see that Elden Ring will be in there for sure. Um, I did like Dying Light too, a lot. Uh, I was a buggy, buggy, but that it's one been was, a that weird one was year. The, that was a long development on Dying Light too. Like that was the uh, same thing. There's a couple of games that it's like, Oh yeah. Um, there was somebody who's reminding me there's apparently another pirate game about to come out or skull and bones, skull and bones. but yeah. And when I found out that it was like, Oh, it's almost about to release. I was like, that's not out yet. Like I thought that was announced the same time that, uh, the uh, other pirate game that's already Dude, been they out get for delayed years. all the time that, you know, yeah. And they get delayed forever. And then they all release in the same month, which was just a disaster. I think forbidden West will get shafted, not because I think it'll win game of the year, but I mean, it released at the same time frame as Elden Ring, which yeah. is quite difficult. Where Cult of the Lamb took long enough that somebody could, I could easily see somebody um, maybe enjoying Cult of the Lamb more because Elden Ring was tough, even though Elden Ring to me was far easier to figure out and do than their past games. I could see somebody looking at it. And so I just saw somebody post Stray. Mm -hmm. I haven't got a chance to even play Stray yet. Um, I, I don't know if I would give it game of the year just by what it's doing, mm -hmm. but I definitely want to play it. Because like, for example, for me, this generation, one of the best games ever is Concrete Genie, yeah, which was the PSV, PSVR PS5 uh, game. Okay. And so I do like those artistic games. I'm yeah. something about those. Grab me. Like there's, there's they, something beautiful in a smaller team without so many like things pulling on them. Right. So when you look at halo, when you look at like a, an established IP call of duty, like the expectation continues to grow and grow and grow. And it's like, at some point you're like, you know, even Yoshi P talking about Final Fantasy 16. It's like, like we, they had to make a call. Like we're not going to try to make this game for everybody and put everything into it. It's going to take us 10 to 15 years to do that. We want yeah. to release a game. We want to actually like say, here's what the game is. Enjoy it. And like, there's this idea that, you know, yeah, maybe that's not going to live up to your expectations. And so, Hey, you know what? There's another game right around the corner. And I think it's more important about that. The indie uh, company, the indie game, like, it's like, yeah, we're just making something. We're just trying to find the fun. And we're really like, and then you, the reasons why I think they're so much more memorable is because when they do hit, they hit. And if they don't, you kind of never heard of them in the first place. Yeah, so. right. So the only, so it's a filter in its way that yeah. once they hit, you know that they're probably really good. I will say one thing that does bother me mm -hmm. is that I see a lot of people starting to apply tags as worth. So they'll say, oh, this is a double A game. So it's immediately going to be worth more than a triple A game because of originality. Or mm. this indie game is going to be worth more. There's two ways I can prove that patently wrong. Look at The Ascent. <laughs> the Ascent was spread for almost two years that only 11 people were working on it. The yeah. developer had to step forward and say, I don't know how this continues to be said, but it is not just 11 people. Yeah, It's 11 people in the office. We have tons of outside contractors. And one of the things I always tell people is, at least for me as a reviewer, I don't care about one person, 1,000 people. I mm -hmm. do see the results many times that lead to that. But at the same time, what I care about is 50 bucks, 50 bucks, 50 bucks. If you're mm -hmm. charging me 50, this one's charging me 50. What do I get for $50? I don't care so much about who worked on it, which can also burn you because some people will want you to cancel a game because a certain yeah. person's working on it, yeah. which we saw with uh, you. We're talking about Dying Light 2. Mm -hmm. One of the reasons for its extra long development was Chris Avalon wrote most of the story mm -hmm. and they had to remove it all because of his troubles. And that required them to replace the writing. And so you have a delay that really probably 
some of it was technical, but some of it yeah. was probably the actual, you know, narrative. I wonder if we end up seeing something along the lines. And uh, no, this is not with gaming, but with the Flash movie that's apparently supposed to come out next year, and all the troubles that's going on. Ezra or whatever his name is. Ezra Miller, yeah. It's like, and then he's a miraculously came in to play with apologizing for like mental health issues, and like, I if that's the case, I hope he gets the help that he needs. But a part of that really felt like. The studio was like, you go get him, hunt him down. I don't care what you need. He needs to apologize and disappear for a while because they're killing our, like, it's $200 million movie. And they're like, all right, we, we've already filmed it. This is all in special effects now. Shut up, dude, please. Yeah, I mean, that's, and that's the thing with having a lead, right? You, you oh, like, yeah. it just takes one person to sing. And the same thing happens with games. You'll hear about a developer who said something on a forum. Yeah. And all of a sudden, everybody's like, ban this game. And what bothers me is you got 20 people who are working on the game, 30 people, 40 people, 400 people. It's like, should, I mean, are we saying that those 30 other people should be destroyed because of this? Right. So you have all of these real issues now impacting stuff that's really nebulous, really. It's not the same thing as a book and a movie is certainly much more like a video game where you mm -hmm. have all these people working. It's like, okay, so what we're saying then is put everybody out of work. I just want like I would like to get some of these people and say, OK, so you don't like this writer who said something yeah. who is a writer on the game or the movie and you want to cancel it. Let's bring all the other people that were employed to your house and you have to tell all of them you're out of work because I don't like that this person said something. Yeah. And I think that's more on the company to probably vet people a little bit better. I think with Ezra, it sounds like it is mental health. I mean, he was yeah. doing stuff that was so far beyond like sometimes people do stuff and they'll be like mental health. And you're like, I don't uh. think so. You're right. Like, let's not label that as weird. a cop out. Like, you know, like, you know, it's like I, I struggle with anger issues. Like I've, I've been open about that. I'll yeah. talk to people about that. I get help for that. You know, in that regards, uh, you know, we've been developed. Like, like, what do you do? Do you, you, do you like, uh, do you like cuss? <laughs> I, uh, I get to a point where I, I will scream. Like it just like I, I blow up and it's like, and it's not, I'm not excusing what I'm about to say. Like, note that I am not no, trying I know. to justify I, I what I'm saying, but like, I'll get, I'll literally get like where it's like, it's kind of like, I don't, thankfully I never get violent. You know, I'm not a violent person, but I'll just like scream at the top of my lungs. And it's like, and I make no rational sense. And that's like how I know it's like, when it's, <laughs> it's like, I like that. Idea. Like I make no rational sense. Like, I, like, I, blah, 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 you know, it's just like a word vomit, you know, just like, but I get to a point where now thankfully through therapy thankfully through maturity of being an older man like when i was like you know i always say like i was an asshole 25 and under like it's like i was always all about the brian show and etc um but you know having you know like matured like and through thankfully therapy through cognitive like what's the root cause of what's causing why am i angry um like i'm i was able to like i can identify like when it's like i'm getting frustrated i'm getting angry I can excuse myself from the situation. So the only time I ever, ever blown up in the last like 10 years, like just like where I'm like, ah, I was like, I was like, Hey, back up, you know, Hey, I, I I'm going to go into this other room and I'm just going to cool down because like, I know that I'm a part of the, the problem and the disagreement here. Right. It's not just, you know, you, but it's like, but then they pre like, da, 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 and it's like when somebody was just like, da, 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 and it's eventually like, if I can't, I was like, I, and, and it's like, like <laughs> nobody likes you you're a horrible human being it's like that's not yeah. true but it's just like eventually you get to that point so yeah it's just like ginger turned red that's that's exactly right and uh you know so, so it's like I, I know i struggle with that and, I, I don't see you as that so that's uh, a lot in, of people I don't but it's like that, i have yeah. i like it's something that it's like you know like I, i'm a very joyful person but it's like there's an anger sense there's a sense i i when i was going through therapy on it it was it, it's always rooted in injustice like it's always rooted into where i see 
things that like should not be that way. And it's like, I feel like that's just wrong. And I I stew on it and I, I obsess about it and I let it kind of affect me. And so that's where it's like, I get all the social media stuff off my phones. And so I'm never being inundated by that. I let my wife kind of filter the news because it's like, Mm. especially over the last two years, it's like, Oh my God. You know, it's like, you know, should we send the kids to school? This and that, like it's, there are so many things. And it's like, you you just get like, I'm like, sometimes it's just like, dude, I, I mean, for me, I probably, you know, I mean, I don't want to get canned. When I was younger, you know, I, I fought a lot or whatever and did some stupid stuff, but mm-hmm. mine burned out, especially once I started getting a schedule, um, couple, like two decades ago or whatever. But I started, I, I get up every single day, even weekday, even weekends at 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. and work out for three hours. Nice. And I Don't think by out, that yeah. time, I'm like so not physically well yeah physically drained too but it's it's a little bit more difficult to get the adrenal high of anger for me yeah. because i'm at the point exercise what i noticed on exercise is a key a key it is. defense into 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 me managing my mental health and anger yeah 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 and just burning it out uh, um mm-hmm. to the point to where there's a little less raw instant energy and yeah. i'll be like okay you know what i don't have i don't really get that way i would say i i definitely have a thing with like truthful and when like I sort of truthfulness is a big deal to me, but mm-hmm. I mean, I get that people won't always tell you the truth, you know, cause of reasons. And that makes sense, but I don't really have anything luckily that really triggers me when I look and see it. And I'm like, what the, you know, there's, yeah. a, there's a couple things I get with like severe disrespect for the dead bothers me. Mm-hmm. Um, when total biscuit passed away, yeah. there were some uh, developers who still have their jobs, which frustrates me to this day. They were celebrating it. And I, I was like, I, you know, as somebody who's had cancer, I was like, you are literally the worst person in the world. Like, yeah. and I went off and I know for a fact, two or three companies, they will just never contact me. And those are the companies that I went after. I mean, I was like on Twitter, just being like this person who is right here said this about a, like, how, how dare they? Like, how yeah. dare Especially they? Because the, the dead people. can't really defend themselves, you know? And it was video games. Yeah. And Sorry. Video games. But I'm still, I'm still right. like, I'm still on that where I'm all, dude, you look out your fucking window, people are getting shot or whatever. It depends on where you live, but there's always some real thing that's occurring. Yeah. Um, so luckily I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't really have any of that. I, I sometimes I get down, but my version of down is probably everybody else's version of really, really excited. Because admittedly, I do. I didn't know I had this much energy um, amongst my friends. I just thought I was high energy. And then when I got on YouTube and other people were like, oh, my fucking God, dude, it's 3 a.m. And you're on Discord talking to people. And then, you know, at 11 that night, I'm still talking like, is this a bot? How is this possible for one person? And then I realized, oh, yeah. You probably just see high energy. That or like, yeah, I just I, yeah. I and I love games, man. Yeah, I love games, movies, entertainment. Like when we're talking about this stuff, like when Exciting. I'm working out, I'll be like, dude, fucking, I'll be working out for hours, being like, get, I, I get to play a game, blah, blah, blah. and people will be like, that's dude, where I why get are you my best when you're working out, and I'm like, yeah, but it's the best. It's so exciting. <laughs> I was talking to my friend uh, John Blevins because I was up at his place over uh, the spring break uh, when all this, like after all the crazy games were released, we we're all kind of hanging out. It ended up being kind of this mini retreat March Madness thing. It was awesome, bunch of bunch of people like i you know especially after you know being kind of isolated for COVID, it was just like hanging out uh really good for like you know sometimes it's just good to kind of get with a bunch of dudes and just like drink yeah. beer and eat wings and i i don't care for sports we but... do a cabins where yeah. i rent a cabin and yeah we go and we and i try to get one with no internet but now 
that's pretty hard to find oh, yeah. in this world. We The last time it took us three hours up in the woods to find a cabin that had no internet. And we just do board games, Dungeon and Dragons, because I DM games but yeah, um, and, he, and just hang out. Yeah, he asked me, he's like, how do you consume so much content? It's like, I when I work out, like, that's where I like, I like to hit the, the podcast. Like, I like to be, like, whether I'm yeah, doing, Yeah, you can like, turn a ways, podcast on. Just, like, yeah, going. Yeah. And it's, like, and it's very, it's very, like, enjoyable. Like, it's very relaxing. And you're right. Like, that's one of the things that I can feel, like, as I as I like when I look over the course of when I get so busy, cause I get so busy, just like I can get in my head and I like, got to work and got to do this. I'm about to be doing T-ball with the boys and, and da, 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 you know, it's like, and then it's like, yeah, and I don't have kids. Admittedly, that's a huge, I have it's four dogs, fun, though. Like, that ain't the same. Well, thing. I mean, for me, like when we talk about our passion for games, like it's really fun for me to sit down with the kids. Now, obviously that does limit the games I can play, but we're playing right. Smash Brothers, playing multiverses with the Let's kids. Let's be honest, you like those games anyway. I do. <laughs> right? Yeah. So, it's, like, well, that's, yeah. my wife likes uh, like some uh, Skylanders, and I love it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know why. I just love the saccharine look of everything and mm -hmm. having gauntlet-style gameplay and characters. And so we were playing it, and I was like, I would play this on my own. So it's even doubly cool. Yeah. If you have a kid who who likes and oh, and then they them. they get excited about it. So I, it's like sometimes we we actually just did the first Star Wars movie, uh, New Hope, with uh, with my oldest, and that was awesome. Like it was just like it's to be able to kind of share in that love. And while that kids I, are sarcastic, they're not like us where they have a hundred grudges they hold against right. everything. And so when they do see a game, like I've had cousins who were really young were playing like the menu screen, you know, like or some loading game between yeah. the loading screens. They were playing it and they thought that was the game. And you're like, no, we haven't got to the game. That's that's like the the mini thing. And then they jump in and they play these amazing games. And they're they're really actually pretty. It's cool to see that unadulterated like or yeah. love for something where they're just happy. Oh, well, it's like so that's where Game Pass has actually been a huge uh, like gift to us because it's like played the Paw Patrol game. You know, Dude, with them, would yeah. never. I would never have would spent a dollar on it. it. And dude, it's like, Pass, oh, the legit beast. Yeah. Oh, dude, and it and the kids just absolutely loved it. And I and I remembered, like, you ever remember playing like the Lion King on SNES back in the day? Absolutely, Lion oh, King. All I of loved the old it. Stuff, Aladdin, Aladdin, Lion King, and I was like, I loved stuff. it. And then it's like I look back at it as an adult, and I go, that's not a good game. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want to spend money on that today. This happens to me all the time because I play older games, a l not in emulation periods, but I'll play uh, older games to do the walking the walk videos. Yeah, yeah. So, because I want to see where things have changed. And I was playing, I love Syndicate, Assassin's Creed Syndicate. It's one of my favorite Assassin's Creed games. And I was mm -hmm. doing a walk in the walk for Valhalla. And I got into my Discord and somebody was like, I just wish the Assassin's Creed games went back to the way they were. And I was like, from a person who just recently played those, I'm going to tell you right now, you may want to you may want to check yourself because yeah. even though I love and my favorites are those older ones, one or two of those older ones, they were not the gold, you know, standard yeah. that you thought they were because they were at a time frame. There was a different time frame and yeah. there was a different expectation from your HUD, even let alone the interactivity with the the, the parts. You'll get that happening all the time where people yeah. will be like, this old game was the best. And you're like, have you played it in a while? Oh, no, I haven't played it in years. And I'm like, well, then <laughs> be prepared because yeah. that's all we had at the time. And as you get more influence and in all these other titles, there is something to be said for some quality of life you sometimes get in a newer title, too. Yeah. You know, By like the way, a save game. Yeah. By the way, excellent job on the walking the walk with the uh, Valhalla. Uh, Thanks, that was a blast. That was uh, such a great. Like I enjoyed Didn't that. Didn't do any views, but I mean, not what I not what I was hoping for. But they're yeah. my favorite videos to do. I took a master class yeah. on um, Viking history. Yeah, and I could tell. Like I it was like it felt like there was that. just so much that I was just like, this is 
this is yeah. this could I be a show. It, like, it was like, nine hours too. Yeah, it was epic. It was such a. I cut it, was, it to three. Yeah, but I did nine hours of it, and I was like, people are gonna bitch because I didn't have a lot of reviews, and at the time the channel was going weird, so yeah. I cut it to three. But dude, yeah, those are a blast when you yeah. can jump in. And Ubisoft, hey, have all the complaints you want, mm -hmm. but sometimes their ability to put a world together and their history and what they do, hiring developers to go to Norway and investigate old ruins and stuff like that, to me, that's the juice. Yeah, that's. Friggin', and I found out they were one of the first companies. I think it was the first Watchdogs Walking the Walk I did. Oh yeah. When I found out from their dev team, they went to Chicago and listened to people on cell phones, and just listened to what people sound like on a phone versus to the person in front of them walking down the street and mm -hmm. being able to mimic that in their game. Yeah. So that people knew there were there's a difference because there is difference when you're talking to somebody disembodied. How yeah. you throw your voice into the into the cell phone versus you know how you talk to a friend and exactly. all this stuff. So fun. Exactly. So, hey, tell people where they can find you. Obviously, I think, you know, I got you Angry tagged. Centaur Gaming on YouTube or ACG. I think if you just search ACG, it'll show up. And then uh, Twitter is Jeremy Penter, my name. And then on Spotify, iTunes and all that stuff, it's ACG, the best gaming podcast, which, yes, sounds egotistical. But I couldn't come up with any other name. So I just said, what's the best gaming podcast? That's what we'll do. So that's, that's what it's called right now. It sounds so egotistical when I say it, but it, it actually worked pretty well. You got to click yeah, somehow. You got to like, every, well, you, and you got to get that sensationalized I, clicks. Right? Yeah. I was like, it used to be called the international podcast. Cause that's where everybody's from a different nation. But mm -hmm. I was like, eh, sort of, sort of dry. We were actually going to call it. Cause a lot of people think we're blue collar. Uh, even though like silver and I are not, I think none of us are, but I was like, that would be cool. I think it's already taken right. Blue collar podcast. I think is already taken. Who knows? Who knows, Who knows these days? Yeah. yeah. You, have you ever tried to look at something that you wanted to name? And there's always something yeah. that's stolen that name. It oh, doesn't yeah. mean you can call it like purple hyena horseshoe and you'll look it up and there'll be yeah. a company called that in exactly. like Africa. And you're like, damn it. Doggone it. <laughs> yeah. But that's yeah. where you can find me exactly. and definitely appreciate you coming on, man. Hey man, I it's always inviting me on. So. Well, it's always a great time to hang out with you, dude. We like have, sometimes have some of the most amazing, uh, you know, conversations. And I was like, uh, we kept like, so just for like inside baseball, like we've been, trying to like schedule this for six months. And then most of it's been on me. Like, I just like, ah, oh, I can't make it. I've actually been on two of your podcasts more than I was even oh. doing this. Like I was like oh, trying to, Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. All this year. Cause it was like, yeah, I need to get with, you know, Karen. Like, it's like, we, we did some stuff last year and it's like, man, I haven't talked to him. Like, and then I was on your podcast like twice and I wasn't doing this. Like I was saying, like, cause I was like, okay. Yeah, if I you get... sort of stepped away a little bit. Well, it was like, do I get the four things? What do I want to do? And I'm sitting here like trying to also figure out like for the hours that I have, like, and the things that I want to make, you know, where, where does that time need yeah. to go? And it's like, and then the YouTube algorithm is just like kicking, like just literally kicking my butt. Like it was just like, I and I was just like, all right, you know, I, I'm going to go work. I'm going to go work on billable, like, you know, at code. Cause that's where yeah, like, something you write, something you can code to somebody yeah. else and know you're going to get paid for. Yeah, yeah. YouTube's one of the only ones you can put your heart and soul and the hardest work on and the damn thing it will yeah. still not do well. oh yeah beanie bros yeah beanie bros, should baby. Be. you need a little bit longer beard, beard uh, I, I like it i like a nice i like a nice attire like this yeah you know this. what i i i do sometimes but i for 30 years man i wasn't able to grow a beard all Very my jobs were in, yeah all my jobs were long sleeve shirts we were in like executive protection oh you could that stuff. you were not they were saying no to that guy gotcha. yeah they were yeah there was it was pretty much it was very close to military for a long gotcha. and and so like the day i got out of that I just was like, okay, it's going because dude, I was growing a beard at 13 
Like it, it was ridiculous. I came out of my mom with a beard. Probably <laughs> there's uh, there's some lore that is uh, shown off for the uh, upcoming Ashes of Creation, where the dwarves are actually born with beards in their skulls. Oh my god, really? Yeah. So the the dwarves oh. are like, and so like, but then as they grow, age, the beard grows out of their skin, and so the beard is oh, attached to their physical skull. It's so wild and so crazy. I can't oh, that's yeah. sort of gross. It is, but it's cool. Like it just like anyway. I, I'm a nerd. Like when it comes to all that stuff. So oh, guys, yeah, that's gonna sure. be that's gonna be it for us today. Uh, thanks so much for tuning in. Hopefully you guys enjoyed the podcast as well. Uh, thanks for tuning in live. Thanks for the likes. Be sure to like, favor, subscribe, share, as well as check us out on MP3 wherever podcasts are found. Uh, until next time, we're next Wednesday. I hear the kids knocking. We'll see you then. Peace out.